Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Walking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Just to do her hand now Because she cares, y'all You got the hors d'oeuvre, ladies and gentlemen, as I came on with Dominic Carter. Outstanding show today, substituting for Brian Kilmeade, who's probably uh, uh, sort of planning on moving out of Matzah Pizza, a.k.a. Matzah Pizza Park. We'll give you an update on that craziness and how law enforcement and all the officials are claiming they're the best. Well, guess what? Your stuff stinks out there, Nassau and Suffolk. And I'm going to continue to do a deep dive, but I got to deal with some issues right here, terra firma, in the five boroughs of the city of New York. Because you cut my veins and arteries. I bleed New York City. No one doubts that. So yesterday, as I had mentioned, was the debut of the already failed out-of-the-box Ask the Mayor show featuring Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. He's going to be on WBLS, which is owned by Emmis. Emmis has about 15 stations across the nation. The old inner city broadcasting station of Percy Sutton. And it was asked to me, and I noticed, uh, Lou, that his phone screener was his son, Jordan. Yeah, like uh, real phone calls were going to get through there. And so he did his propaganda spiel. It was horrible. It was the worst talk radio. He sucked. Just stick to being mayor, huh? Get out there and do your freaking job, which was supposed to be to promote law and order in the streets. And you've been doing a horrible job of doing that. But anyway, it's uh, incredible. His very first show. And what I did is I said, well, obviously, WBLS slash Hot 97. Big station. They probably put it up on a podcast. They probably have the video and the audio. And you know what, Lou? They didn't put anything up about the mayor because they were probably embarrassed how bad he did. Because normally 1030 to uh, 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday at BLS, it's a dollar a holler. You get a black reverend from some congregation who's more than happy to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to WBLS. They call it a dollar a holler. Like WMCA for all the white reverends, uh, they pay a dollar a holler. But anyway, let's get back on track. You must, ladies and gentlemen, go right now to my Facebook account, uh, Facebook at Curtis Lewa. You got to go to uh, Twitter at Curtis Lewa, and we'll have it up on the WABC social networking after this show. Out of the thousands of videos that I've done taking it to the streets, this, without a doubt, is my most emotional. It's my best. I had gone down to 110th Street which is the northern border separating Central Park from Central Harlem. 
and I saw black person after African American person sleeping on the park benches there. And meantime, just two blocks away, two blocks away, just about the time that Eric Adams was taking to the microphones at City Hall to do his first, uh, very first uh, talk radio program, which again sucked. Um, they, they, they team at a group of disorderly migrants. They're illegal aliens. They were on these mopeds. They were going up and down the street. It's 9.45 in the morning in Harlem. They were being housed at the former State Lincoln Correctional Facility at 31 Central Park North. They were smoking weed. They were drinking cerveza. They're going up and down the streets like they're a modern-day band of Hell's Angels forever, except they can't speak English. The predominant number of people living in that neighborhood are still African-Americans, although increasingly there are more white hipsters and millennials who are venturing into that area. So they're going up and down. They're creating chaos in the morning. And a number of black residents came out and said, yo, yo, man, you guys got to chill it out. No hable English. No hable English. That was their response. So now, obviously, some of the local residents, they get forceful, like, yo, it's 945 in the morning. Would you cut this crap out? And I'm cleaning up the language. So all of a sudden, these illegal aliens, gangbangers, bum rush the local residents, African-Americans, chase them down the block, throw one guy through a plate glass window. They had to put a tourniquet on him before they took him to the hospital. He would have bled out. And then they chase another guy down the block. They jump off their mopeds, their e-bikes, and they give the guy a beatdown. Only one guy gets arrested. The others run back into the Lincoln Correctional Facility at 31 Central Park North, which is now a, uh, they call it a migrant center. And they're housing members of MS-13 and 18th Street. Just look at their tattoos on their knuckles. Look at the tattoos on the side of their necks. And the police have been told, don't do anything. They're asylum seekers. If you catch them, catch them and release them, just like they do at the border. You catch them when they come across illegally, and you release them, and then they just filter into society. This is an absolute outrage. So as I'm going from bench to bench, about every second or third bench, had an African-American, mostly men, but some women. And I saw this one African woman, you got to go to... Um, Curtis at Facebook, Curtis on Twitter, and it'll soon be on the WABC uh, social networking uh, platforms. She's writhing in pain. You're going to look at this African-American woman, you're going to cry. You're going to say, how could she be sleeping out on a bench when two blocks away we're putting these illegal aliens up in this Lincoln Correctional Facility at 31 Central Park North? And the guy who is doing security there goes, yo, man, we, we can't do security. These are gangbangers, man. They're going to run all over us. And I got to tell you, they basically run the show. They're inside. They're doing everything illegal. And the cops won't come. He goes, look, look, whether they're illegal immigrants or whatever they are, we need more police security. These are gangbangers in here. And so what does Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, do? He gets on and he pretends to be a talk radio show host at that very same time at WBLS, not his place to be. Well, let me tell you, I've escalated the battle against the placement of the illegal aliens in our five boroughs. I really, 
gone into overdrive. On Saturday, I was on College Point Boulevard working for the re-election of city councilwoman Vicky Palladino, who valiantly is trying to keep them out. They don't belong in the city. They haven't been vetted in any way, shape, or form. They're pouring into the city. They're being put in no-tell motels, holiday inns without the express. Every square inch available that some owner of retail or uh Residential property has, the city is saying we'll pay top dollar and they're doing that and they're undersell, they're undercutting the community. So I'm out there on College Point Boulevard and here is Tony Avella, who is the Democrat challenging a lifelong politician and they got illegal aliens there for Tony Avella holding up signs socialist for Avella. Illegal aliens. They can't even speak English. Hey, yeah. Avella, 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 viva Avella. Man. It's AOC country. We got to fight that. And then on Sunday, I went out to Alley Pond Park with the great, the longest running Republican club in all five boroughs, the Queens Village Republican Club. And they had their annual picnic. And I've attended most of them. I noticed that a lot of elected officials, they only attend when they're running for office or re-election, and they sort of, I guess, forget it along the way. They're a great club. They had hundreds of people coming and going all day. And their big battle is against putting illegal aliens in tents on the property of Creedmoor, the psychiatric facility that is run by the state, which is only 30 percent, 30 percent full. And there's so many emotionally disturbed persons who need to be put in Creedmoor. 30 percent beds occupied, 70 percent empty. But what they're going to do instead is put illegal aliens under a tent. So I joined the Queens Village Republican Club and hundreds of people who were there to stop that. And they came from around the area. A lot of moderate Democrats still pissed off at Eric Adams that he's shoving illegal aliens into that community. And then the Bell Rose Jewish Center in Floral Park making a backdoor deal on the residents. They're going to actually sell the synagogue so it can be turned into a migrant center. Oh, my God. That's money from the devil. Hey, Rabbi, you ain't going to do it. I'm telling you, we're going to be protesting outside the synagogue. We're going to be protesting outside of Creedmoor. We're not going to let that happen. Uh, one of my political adversaries, though, did a good job out there in Howard Beach. She represents Ozone Park, Howard Beach, and the Rockaways, Joanne Areola. They got together people to protest quickly, putting up a tent in the parking lot at Aqueduct where they were going to house illegal aliens. Hopefully they put that on ice. Meantime, I promised Sid Rosenberg and all of you out in the Rockaways that 116th Street is our mess. Beach 116th Street. I'm going to have a sit down with everybody there at the last stop diner. And the police aren't doing it. Mayor Eric Adams doesn't care about the Rockaways. Well, Curtis Lee is going to declare himself to be mayor of Rockaways, the Rockaways, the Irish Riviera Lou. We're going to get guardian angels out there, and we're going to clean up that Michigash and that mess on Beach 116th Street. I think I'm going to have to declare myself mayor in exile, like um, Napoleon was on the island of Elba, right? Because I'm coming back at him. He's destroying our city, and he's laughing on the radio while his illegal aliens are beating up black people in the streets of Harlem 
And then black people are sleeping on benches. Americans, just like us, they should be first in line to get housing, to get services, to deal with their mental health issues. And like the rest of us, they get all gods. Meantime, we the crackers. We pay the bill, right? You sucker crackers. You're going to pay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, let me tell you, Eric Adams. I'm going to become, along with others in this city, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, your worst freaking nightmare. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Oh, yeah, Lou, we've been told Nassau County officials and police, Suffolk County officials and police are the greatest in the world. Not again. We've been ahead of the curve. We've been calling people out 13 years. And it was little, if any, investigation of the serial killings out in Gilgo Beach. As I have said again and again, you might as well put up a sign on the entrance from Queens to Franklin Square, Long Island, Nassau County. Nassau County, home of serial killers. And then when you reach Suffolk County, the border between Nassau and Suffolk, Suffolk County, home of the bodies, the victims of serial killers. More per capita serial killers and serial killings than anywhere in the nation, including in California. And all I got last week was grief. Oh, they're the best. So Curtis is a liar, a degenerate liar. He's anti-cop. Really? Or have I just touched the nerve of truth? Too many people have too much to lose involving this cover-up and conspiracy. There's no doubt about it in my mind. So let's, let's give you the update. Last week, uh, Rodney Harrison, who would become the new police commissioner in Suffolk County, brought in from the NYPD, joining with uh, Ray Tierney, the new uh, DA in Suffolk County, Republican conservative, uh, said to everybody that uh, the wife of Architect Rex, the wife of Architect Rex, uh, was clearly not, I repeat, clearly not a subject of investigation, that she didn't know nothing, that she was like Sergeant Schultz. I see nothing, I hear nothing, I speak nothing. And that didn't go down well. People in that immediate area, Matzah Pizza Park and Matzah Pizza, didn't believe that nonsense. In fact, here's just one response of the local residents of Nassau County about the wife of Architect Rex. Just wondering how the wife had no idea about this. It's like you had to have some behaviors that you just can't do something like this and and be able to, to keep everything a secret. We learned that her hairs were on the burlap bags of all four of the victims that were found in Gilgo Beach. The wife's hairs. So today, to his credit, Sid Rosenberg had Rodney Harrison on, and he asked him specifically, you know, it's almost like you let this woman off the hook a day after you arrest her husband and charge him with three, soon to be four serial killings, maybe more. You're going to have a hard time right now, Rodney, convincing the public that this wife in the same house had no idea what was going on. You know, I'm not trying to convince anybody. Uh, you know, anytime somebody asks me regarding her knowledge of her husband's actions, 
Uh, I tell them, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I will share this. Uh, when we engaged her and we spoke to her, she did act shocked. She was very, very disappointed, embarrassed. You know, but regarding her having knowledge, I will tell. We'll eventually get down to the bottom of it. If she had a role at all or was she uh, totally naive to her husband's actions. Come on. Come on, Rodney. She's not naive. She's not naive. Her hairs were on the bodies of the four victims found in Gilgo Beach. Number two, she would go shopping every week at a nearby supermarket in Matzah Pizza Park. And she was the only one to use food stamps, the snap card. Now, how the hell did she get food stamps, the snap card, when her husband, the architect Rex, was making millions of dollars. Yeah, millions of dollars. This week, I've already warned people in Brooklyn Heights, these uh, hedge fund monsters, lawyers, actors, actresses, you better come clean. You live right in that area, Rabbi Joe Potashnik, where he has his synagogue, the the condos, the co-ops there, the brownstones are worth in the millions. And how many times when you were jammed up with a problem uh, because of arcane rules in the Department of Building City of New York. You hired what was referred to as the best in negotiating his way through the maze for you, Architect Rex. So you have a chance to come clean. Doesn't mean you knew he was a serial killer. But let's 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 give credit where credit is due. This guy was a damn good architect, hired by Trump. Hired by the guy who built the Hyatt in Riverhead. Hired by others, Catholic Charities, American Airlines. Uh, we can go on and on. He was good at what he did. In fact, people said when it came to negotiating the arcane rules of the Department of Buildings of the City of New York, one of the most corrupt agencies in existence, formerly headed by the crook of all crooks, Eric Oldridge, who owed a vig to the Bonanno crime family and had to be removed. He knew his stuff. So just fess up. When you mess up, fess up. And now I want the Nassau County police and the officials there who clearly took umbrage to everything that I was questioning when I said, how could the guy have 300 guns in his basement and all of them were permitted? The permits in Nassau County come from the police department. Didn't anybody at the police department scratch their head and say, why would an architect have 300 guns? Maybe we should go over there and do a wellness visit. And then when you hear what some of the actual neighbors had to say, in fact, not any neighbor, the guy who lived right next door is talking about how he would see architect Rex digging up, digging up the ground right there in his backyard. When I was 18, 19 years old, I heard digging in the backyard next door. Um, now, I really wanted to go and check out what it was and, like, look through the fence. The fence had little fake grass on it, um, but some, something stopped myself from doing it. Um, you know, I was nervous. I wasn't too sure what I was hearing at the time. So what are the headlines now that the Nashville County Comps with the task force from Suffolk County with the state police and the FBI are digging for clues with excavating equipment and Geiger counters where? In the backyard of architect Rex. So that's point one. Point two is the guy who lived right next door to that ramshackle house in Monsa Pizza Park of architect Rex said that the guy would go out in his backyard and burn garbage. He would burn his garbage and uh, we, I would smell it. And I would always wonder, like, why is this guy burning his garbage again? Again. And he burned it numerous times. 
And that's against the law anywhere in Nassau County. Now, you say to yourself, I know how neighbors are. Some of them are nosy neighbors, and it's damn good that they are. They're concerned about their property value. So you pass that house. It looks like it's on 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Looks like the Munster's house. And all you're expecting uh, is some of the Munster families to come to the door. But this guy, he's burning garbage. Now, you know damn well. Lou, you know how this goes. You know how this goes. Neighbors were probably calling in complaints to every agency that existed in the township of Massapequa Park, Massapequa, and also of Nassau County. Do you know there are no records of any complaints? What happened to those complaints? My wife, Nancy, has done the deep dive. She's the E-attorney, and she says, Curtis, this." There's no record of any complaints. There had to be. There had to be meetings. There had to be people, homeowners there who were screaming. This is a ramshackle house. It looks like hillbilly hell. How the hell are there no complaints that are logged online unless Architect Rex was an untouchable and people in power made all these accusations sort of disappear? Now, that's just Nassau County. Let's go, if we can, to Ray Tierney. Ray Tierney is the brand-new DA, Republican conservative in Suffolk County, just recently elected, put together the task force with Rodney Harrison, brought in from the NYPD a year ago, who appeared with Sid Rosenberg in studio as to whether the FBI was pushed out of the investigation in 2010 when the bodies first started to be discovered, or if they were partners all along the way. The FBI was not involved for 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 the, for the longest time. I can tell you why. why. I'm sorry. Why? Why? Uh, I think it was it was a decision made by the hierarchy of of Suffolk County that they didn't want uh, the FBI involved, and and you know the reasons why. Uh, you know, as you said, uh, you know uh, both the, the 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 police chief and and the former DA was uh, was indicted and, and convicted in federal court, and ordinarily. When you're committing crimes, uh, people don't want the FBI around. So we've established from the new DA, Ray Tierney, and from Rodney Harrison, the new police commissioner of Suffolk County, that the FBI was kept out of the investigation since 2010. They only recently came on board at the invitation of Ray Tierney and Rodney Harrison, and that's been in the past year with the state troopers, Nassau County, Suffolk County Police. Interesting. But then... The same Ray Tierney, the DA, was uh, asked about my cover-up allegations because I'm the one making them. I know others have made them, but I'm obviously the one with the uh, biggest microphone, 50,000 powerful watts of sound, which reaches the tri-state area. People can hear this on the app all over the world with their iPhone, smartphone, the streaming audio on their laptop, their worktop computer, anywhere in the world. This is a global radio station, the most powerful in the world. It actually supersedes the BBC now. And so Judge Weinberg, who hosts the, uh, the show, uh, what's the, the name of that show? There used to be the Long Island Report. It's now changed because it's gone into issues more than Long Island. But our own Judge Weinberg asked D.A. Tierney of Suffolk County about my allegations that there was a cover-up of the murders that involved police and involved elected officials. There were allegations that there was some sort of cover-up by previous regimes, whether the D.A.'s office or the police department out in 
in Suffolk County. Uh, I'm a firm believer people should make allegations unless they're substantiated. Is Have you looked at that? Is that a matter of concern to you? Sure. I mean, actually, that was something that that was looked at a long time ago by, by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, I don't. There, I, it's not that I don't think there were no allegations, or there were no credible allegations of any kind of a cover-up. Okay, I disagree with him wholeheartedly. Now, I want you to listen to the Suffolk County Legislature legislator. He's been there since 2013. Previously, he was the top honored police officer in the Suffolk County Police Department. And then soon after a few years, the top detective, Rob Trotter. Rob Trotter lives in Suffolk County. He served Suffolk County in the police department. He is a active Suffolk County legislator. Let's hear what he says about the policing, uh, the politics, the administrators of Suffolk County. Suffolk County is one of the most corrupt places on the planet Earth, the way I feel, the way I see it, you know, coming from my background. It's absolutely absurd what goes on in this county. And people, you know, they're working hard. They're just not really paying attention. I mean, in the United States of America, they have not arrested a sitting district attorney in the last 25 years, except Suffolk County. Mm. Does that say it all, Lou? I'm the one getting the blame. I'm the messenger for the message that has already been given out by Rob Trotter, honored police officer in Suffolk County, honored detective, and now county legislator. The state senator, Phil Boyle, who wrote, I mean, the most devastating letters to county executive Steve Malone in Suffolk County, to Tish James demanding a special prosecutor look in to the serial killings in Gilgo Beach because in his own letter he indicates that there was a cover-up, as I believe, in that gated community in Gilgo Beach involving not only police but active elected officials. I rest my case till tomorrow. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. You know, the flight out of uh, New York City continues, New York State, Mid-Hudson Valley, Nassau County, Suffolk County, Rockland, Orange County. The flight continues. Even Billy Joel at his estate, he's jumping ship. He's heading down to Florida. But the second nail in the coffin that will determine for many people whether they go or whether they stay is going to be this congestion pricing. And I really need to take uh, Bruce Blakeman, who I'm going to say is the special ed Nassau County executive, the Republican. I really got to take him to school. This guy cannot only not chew gum and think at the same time, but after what I've heard earlier today, he is a schmuck, he is a putz, he is a schmendrick, he is a pisher, all rolled up into one. Could you be this stupid? Let me make the case against Bruce Blakeman. Number one, in March of this year, there was a bipartisan congressional anti 
Congestion Tax Caucus put together that featured uh, Nicole Maliotakis, who joined Sid Rosenberg in studio this morning, and her Democratic colleague from Bergen County, Josh Gothenheimer. And they were opposed to congestion pricing, which is a super tax for anybody driving south of 60th Street in Manhattan. So they began the effort. And then over the weekend, we saw back-to-back, belly-to-belly, first Governor Murphy from New Jersey said, I'm going to court to stop this because this will be detrimental to all of my residents in New Jersey who drive into the city, especially who go to the theater or doctors or have business in the city. The moment they go south of 60th Street, they're going to get whomped with a tax. Unfair, he said. And the next day, joining him is Vito Fisella from Staten Island. You saw him in his press conference, and he said, I'm joining with Murphy in a bipartisan effort in order to stop this. And he hired the services of the former deputy mayor of the city of New York under Giuliani, Randy Mastro, to represent their interests. So this is great. A great coalition is emerging. It sort of reminds me what happened the last time they tried to shove a congestion tax down our throats. And you know who tried to do that? Michael Bloomberg, who thought he could buy everybody, that everybody had a price. This was back, in fact, in, uh, I think it was uh, 2008. And it was a showdown. It was high noon between Shelley Silver, the Hyman Roth, the Meyer Lansky of crooked Democratic politics, uh, the Speaker of the Assembly at that time, and Shelley Silver. Excuse me, and uh, Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg figured I can buy everybody. He already bought the state Senate leader, the Republican Joe Bruno, because Joe Bruno was indebted to the support that the billionaire Bloomberg had given. He became their Medici, the financial patron of Senate Democrats. And he pushed for a floor vote on the legislation. But Senate Democrats, thank God, refused to take to the floor for stalling the vote. And then Shelley Silver emerged, three men in a room, and he said, guess what? No way. It was only going to be an $8 traffic fee at that point, $8. Now it could be upwards of $28 to $34, $8. And Shelley Silver, to his credit, went thumbs down. And remember, I'm the guy who sent Shelley Silver back to Otisville where he died, thankfully, and he went straight to hell uh, without an asbestos suit because he was a crook. But he did the right thing by saying no to congestion pricing in 2008. And at that time, there were members from Queens, Brooklyn, elected officials, and Nassau County that were in opposition to it. I spoke with Nicole Maliotakis this morning after her appearance with Sid Rosenberg, and I said, uh, what's Bruce Blakeman's position? And she said, Bruce Blakeman believes that this is good for Nassau County, that people will stay in Nassau County. He will not fight congestion pricing. This guy is an idiot. If you live in Nassau County or the surrounding areas, you gotta, you gotta make that phone sing and ring and say, Bruce Blakeman, are you crazy? You're supporting congestion pricing. You know how many people from Nassau County coming to the theater, coming in for doctor's appointments, coming in to do business, are going to get this extra tax put over their head. And you, in a special ed way, stupid as it it, it sounds, you think 
that by having congestion pricing in New York City, that is good for Nassau County because people will stay in Nassau County. Uh, Lou, where are they going to see a Broadway play or musical in Nassau County? The best doctors are in Manhattan, south of 60th Street. Hey, schmuck, putz, schmendrick, you're a real pitcher. Wake up, Bruce Blakeman. Join the team of Fasella, of Murphy, of uh, Nicole Maliotakis so far, of Josh Gothenheimer, Democrats and Republicans, and come on board and oppose, oppose congestion pricing. Because if you don't, I will become your worst nightmare.